improv is getting back to playing like when you were a kid. Yeah. Like right. you, you guys mm -hmm. both have children. When like my daughter right now, she's about to turn three, and like their imaginations when they start playing, if you just go along with mm -hmm. them, you know, like oh, my, you like, can go all over them. Exactly. Yeah. You have no idea where they're gonna go. For a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so that that's like improv. Just go with it. Like you know, my daughter has she'll bring all kinds of stuff and she's like I'm, she has a little play kitchen and she's like I'm gonna make you breakfast and she just piles <laughs> all kinds of stuff in there there's like the TV remote and like a stuffed animal and she's like that's your breakfast and I'm like what is it and she's like there's pancakes and there's <laughs> eggs and then there's cantaloupe and I'm like oh and I'm like I can't go that's a TV remote. I just right. go with it. Yeah. Ooh, that, that's some. And I'll pick up the remote. Ooh, that's some good cantaloupe. Those are the eggs. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. You know, and you just go with it. 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 Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast. Bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back. We're glad to have you here with us again. You got Vince with you today. And art is back in the building. Yes, yes. Today is a, a good time. Get some laugh in, get a little learning in. Today we are talking about being black in the space of improvisation. Ooh, Did I say that word right? Improvisation. Yeah, got it yeah, right. Got it, got it right. That's a big word. You said it like a black person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> improvisation. Yes. We are talking about improv today, and we have got two dope guests with us. And I'm going to hit you with just a little bit of information about them before we jump into the subject. So we've got Kirsten and Chris today, Masters of Improv and members of the African-American improv troupe, The Dark Side of the Room. Almost at The Dark Side of Comedy. Ooh. The Dark Side <laughs> of the Room out of Dad's Garage here in Atlanta. Now, they travel all over the country, putting on their shows and routines, blessing stages and audiences with their quick wit and masterful storytelling. So... As we go into this topic, we got some cats with us today that can lay it out a little bit. <laughs> but you know how we do, bro. You know how we warm them up today, bro. Right, yeah. right, right. You can see I, I shortcutted our form. Right, today. you did. I like that. I like that look. I was like, oh, this is real different. But I, I like the, I like the, the part of it is with the wife and the son gone, it's just me and the daughter. I'm strapped. Right, okay. so, right now we get, we getting what I give. To yeah. Right, right. You must got that honey do list. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. And she keep texting. Like that. Bro, if you don't like, why, bro, why didn't you do this before you left? Man, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to plan the birthday party. Right. I don't want to do it. Oh, but birthday party. I know, boy. I got that honey-do list, boy. At least you got that honey to ask you to do. True yeah, story. That's true. true story. True story. Oh, yeah. Okay. True story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes the honey's sweet. Sometimes the honey's sour. Love Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Correct. You know what? Correct. Every now and then, I like my piece of fruit, you know, a little little past ripe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a little past ripe. I got you, I got you. you know, it's, it's a little sweet, a little, little, little yeah. mallet. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, that banana's a little brown, but I, I still yeah. eat it. Right, right. <laughs> it's sweeter like that. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, Art, right, brother, you want to hit him with, the, with our wild black shit? Let's do it, let's All do right. it. So, this is how it works. Couple questions, easy softball questions, and then we got the third question, which is our signature wild black question. All right. All right. Y'all yeah. ready? Let's or do maybe it. not easy softball questions. <laughs> right. They, they might, yeah. That's all right. I play all sports. Yeah. All right. I feel you. I like that. Okay. All right. All right. Part for the course. Let's go. Let's go. First question. When we all get together, Right, we generally have a good time. Yeah, we generally we got some alcohol involved. I was writing this in the movie theater, watching the lad with my daughter. Sorry, I had to read the responses. I know where my brother was going with this. So, with this, with this question of alcohol and kicking it and having these memorable experiences, you get to pick which one was your fun choice and why. Right, so I'm going to give you five choices. Okay, Mad Dog 2020, Cisco. Wild Irish Rose, Thunderbird, and St. Eyes. All flavors, St. Eyes. Oh. I think what uh, Wild Irish Rose. 
Oh. You was a Wild Irish Rose oh. girl? Could, yeah, you could get it at the gas station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. For right. the record, at, at my right. age now, anything I could get at the gas station, uh, you don't need to get it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And you could get it underage at the gas station. <laughs> <Right>. Yes. <laughs> Man. <laughs> So we got we got we the got wild, no, wild, wild Irish wild Irish, wild Irish a little Rose. mad dog twenty twenty every once in a while I can't yeah. say that I haven't what flavor okay. the blue one oh no all the reds were okay. like your, okay. my go to any was shade it, of red was it blue Hawaiian was that the name of the blue one I think it was blue, blue I'm not the look things are often more dangerous I have yeah, found it was super huh. dangerous Listen. oh man <laughs> before you even get to the flavors it's dangerous yeah. right. so yes. Man, wait, wait. Was St. Ives that was that the malt liquor? Yes, sir. Yes, remember indeed. I came out with yes, the flavor. Like, yeah, after the yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> passion fruit. St. Ives had the cricket eye. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. You know what? It's funny because St. Ives reminds me. I'm gonna go with St. Ives only because I remember in college, I had, I had three white roommates, and they used to have keg parties and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I one time convinced them that we were gonna have a malt liquor party. Oh. Oh, damn. I was like, I was like, because they had never had it. So <laughs> this sounds like some shit ending blackface. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was great. So, like, we went and just bought 40s of like St. Ides, um, Schlitz. Oh, yeah, like, oh, like you know, uh, um, man, like all of that stuff. Oh, no. And like, not and the I, old E, the old English. Oh, yeah, the old no. English, all of it. And just had like this house, this house party with all these white people drinking, <laughs> drinking 40s. And I never forget around there were there were a couple you know like like you know your resident homeless dudes wandering the street <laughs> and we had so much malt liquor that I just started giving it out like because I'm like we're not gonna drink all this so I just started giving it out to the random dudes walking down the street and for the rest of the semester it was like feeding cats them dudes <laughs> the every day came knocking at my oh, door hey brother got you got another liquor? you got yeah what's yeah. 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 about you yeah, yeah. Right. but I was. But I like that party was so much fun because oh, yeah, everybody was way past where they normally oh, did on that beer. Oh, they mm-hmm. were, they were, because you know they'll sit there and drink uh, a, a solo cup of beer, you know, and they'll go through I don't know how many of them. Yeah, and I was like, turn up that Saint Ives, and, right. they, and they, you know, they poured in a funnel. And I'm just watching, going, oh, this hey, is that this bottom is of the barrel yeah. malt oh, liquor will get to oh, you. Yeah. Boy. But they were, yeah, they, they were, they were, they were torn up. But I just remember for the rest of that semester, they they just kept Chris these. These dudes keep coming and knocking on the door. And I'm like, hey, we, you know, hey, it's right. hard to tell them you don't have anymore, man. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I would love to hear the white roommate's perspective of retelling that story. Right. Like, oh, the adventures man. of their evening and uh-huh. how that story goes. They were, I mean, they With were. With the black man's malt liquor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they were in rare form. They never wanted to do it again. I know. I tried, I tried to do it. I was like, guys, let's do that. And they were like, oh, no, Chris, no, no, we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, second question. Second question. Improv is often comedic, and in the inspiration and paving the road for others is critical. So, in your opinion, from the below list, who has done the most to pave the way for performers behind them? All right. You can only pick one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Let me see. And not who was the funniest, but who's actually made the most impact. Okay. okay. All right. All right. One. Ooh, Richard Pryor. Okay, Ooh, yeah. That's a strong that's, that's, Yeah, that's a, yeah. Ooh. Two, Moms, Mabley. Okay. Oh, okay. Red Fox, three. Oh, man. Whoopi Goldberg, four. Oh, stop Ooh. it. <laughs> Keenan Ivory Wayne's five. Man, you coming with the heavy hitters. And then Dick Gregory. Oh, Wow. Uh, we, this, that's, that's, we love that's, impossible lists. That's a wow. That's a heavy list. Who I'm going to go again. Yeah. Okay. Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Moms Mabley. Mm-hmm. Red Fox. Whoopi Goldberg. Ken Ivory Wayans. And Dick Gregory. Man, I feel like I could give reasons for every That's single for one. Oh, yeah. Man. We would accept them reasons, but we won't. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. You have to calculate those reasons Man. really quickly. <laughs> and, and we can only pick one. Yeah. Which you know one is that the most impact? I am going to pull the trigger on Whoopi as the lady of the dark side. Okay. And the lady in the room. Yeah. Being the lady from the list. Because okay. we need to acknowledge our queens yeah, first absolutely. and foremost. Because they are usually in front of and behind our yeah, kings th- and yeah. next to and around. Yes, ma'am. I'm so you're going, going with Whoopi? With Whoopi. I actually like Whoopi. Yeah. And, and like, 
first off, there are no wrong answers, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. No. You got it right. So really, the yeah. argument is which one is righter, if you will. Mm -hmm. I like I like Whoopi just because. From a black perspective and from a female perspective, she did so much for mm -hmm. the comedic industry yep. as well as the industry of acting. Yep. Yes. Now into daytime television, yep. like she has blazed trails All everywhere she went, and yep. for both genders, like she yeah. hasn't just yeah paved absolutely the road for ladies of pigment or ladies in general in comedy, but in the comedy world, I think she is respected and yep. she has put in the work. She has earned everything positively that has come her way, and I value her input in the industry. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Chris, what okay. you got, brother? You know what? I, man, they're all so good. So good. I Honestly, I'm going to go with Whoopi Goldberg, too. Oh, because, okay. Because okay. I'm thinking... Well, y'all just let moms Mabley all out in the cold. Well, no, well. but she, she, she's great, too. <laughs> I was just thinking about just my, you know... When I was coming up, when I was young, of course, Richard Pryor was just like the gateway drug to comedy. Um, because what he did, he was stand-up, but he did a lot of character work, which I really loved. Instead of just standing up there and just telling one-liner jokes. Right. Like he, he, would, he would play Mudbone in these different characters from his life. But I specifically remember Whoopi Goldberg's HBO special. Yeah. When she, and she played... I mean, there were there were no jokes. It was all. It was almost. It was like a, one a one woman, woman show. show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. And she played. A, I remember she played a little white girl. Yep. And one of the characters, and I just remember watching that and just being so amazed. And because at that point, comedy to me was stand up. Right. You know, so I was thinking like, okay, like Eddie Murphy. You know, yeah. you stand at someplace completely different. Yeah. yeah, and she blew my mind because she was just naturally playing and like kind of like. What, what we do in improv, it's just like you kind of get into this space and they, now you're just playing. You're like, I don't know where this character's going, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was beautiful. And like she she put the shirt over her head yeah. and she was like, do you like my blonde hair? Like I just, I remember that so vividly being so influential. So I'm, yeah, I'm going with Whoopi. Damn, yeah. Whoopi, Whoopi. Oh yeah. And we can't forget about ghosts. Like she in a movie full of white people and she's right? a standout star. Yeah. They're all That's great. Real. Yeah. that is a powerful testimony. Cause she's got an, an, an Emmy. She she's got what, an Emmy? She's got three or four different yeah. ones. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she was the psychic who she was yes. psychic. She was like, uh, run, girl, run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Art, who you got, bro? Man. Yeah, we just gonna stay on the whoopee train. Whoopi, whoopee is fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. I'm sitting up thinking about all the stuff that Whoopi's been in and what she's longevity. Yes. Yes. Longevity. Like start she's, to finish. She's yes, sir. still in the game. She's still in it. Yeah. Making an impact. And then now it's even on more of a uh She's sharing her social consciousness yeah. around what the fuck is right and what the fuck is wrong. Mm -hmm. yes. so, so I'm going to stay on the whoopee train. You bro. know, when you're you the point right. where you can speak as plainly as she does, yes. you have done some work behind Correct. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Like she, she's scary, plainly yeah. speaking. Like yes. she, can, she can say shit and be like, yeah. uh... Whoopi, you 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 threw that out there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. we said, it'd be like, can you get this nigga out there, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. We not airing that. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I love Whoopi. But when I start thinking about blazing a trail, I can't, like for me, it's Mom's Maple. Oh, yeah. Right? Hey, so yeah, like, yeah. One, she has responsibility for Whoopi. But the bigger thing is like in the in the 20s, right? Mm -hmm. She yeah. was She was a lesbian who was out, who talked about it. Who put it into her stand? Would be a lesbian too, but not in the twenties though. Oh right. yeah, okay. yeah, the twenties. <laughs> but then it was on top a dangerous that, time. Right. Yeah. She talked about that in her comedy. She talked about racism. She talked about politics. Politicians. Would be a lesbian policy. on color purple? Huh? Was would be a lesbian on color purple? You know, I don't really know. Uh, question mark. Now keep going. I'm so, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you all off. No, you good. You good. But that's it. Like for me, it was yeah. it was moms just because one. I don't think people probably recognize her today as yeah. much as mm -hmm. they should. Oh, yeah. But I just think about, I think about now how tough it is for some people to come out of the closet in 2019. Yeah. yeah. And for her to do it way back then and oh, then make yeah. it a center yeah. part of her routine and then to talk shit about policy, politics, <laughs> politicians, yeah. racism, the establishment, yeah. that took a lot of courage. And then, like, and I, I read this today. I didn't know this. She was making roughly... $10,000. Back then, even? Yeah. Stop. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah, yeah man. Wow. 10000 a month back hmm, then. Bold That's crazy. and in charge in a time where she could have not only been nervous about coming out like people are today. Yeah. But she could have got lynched. Correct. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. The whole she element still of, like, did real it. death. Real yeah. death. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Not just uh, a cop death. <laughs> yeah. Today death. Right. But, like... On a tree death. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Montgomery Lynching Museum death. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah. That, yeah, man. Hats off to the ancestors, man, Mm -hmm. that, you know, opened the door for all of us. Hey, man. There's no wrong answers on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And I purpose, like, everyone on that list did something iconic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They created a way for so many folks we recognize today. You take any one of them off the list. And they have a story. We lose half the people we admire and look up to and listen to and laugh at today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so, you know what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to hit this third question. All right, hit them. It's the signature question. Mm. There is wrong answers to this. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) What do you love most about life while black? Ah, okay. Man. Ooh. I know what... I I love many, many things yeah. about life while black. One that came to the top of my thought juice as soon as you said that was the, the fight behind being black because mm. I don't think many races could be as resilient as black people. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. they could fight the perpetual fight that has been going on for so long and is still going on. It's just slathered in modern technology and Mm -hmm. uh, an image of more rights these days. So I think the struggle behind it that we can and continue to endure as Black people is one of my favorite things because you can't kill us. We're still yeah. here because we are the descendants of those who would not die. Absolutely. Try us, bitch. Absolutely. Bring it. Absolutely. Yes. So the struggle behind it and, and those hurdles that we continue to jump over and crush. We don't Absolutely. die, we multiply. That's right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I, I love I love the fact that we, especially as African Americans, we we are completely unique people. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, we we come from generations of those that survived and fought um and so we're descendants of africans but we're you know different if we go over to africa you know they they look at us like you you're not african (laughs) you know what i mean like they're like you're you're from america um but yeah we we are a a unique people in all of this world Mm -hmm. and how from where we came from and to who we are today um so that's why i just feel like everything we do from from Art, culture, I mean, we influence the world. Absolutely. I mean, our biggest, I mean, the country's biggest export is us, is yeah. our, our pop right. culture, our influence. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that, I just feel, like you said, no matter the struggle, mm-hmm. like, my, my wife is white. And so, the things that she sees and she's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. And I'm just like, that rolls off my back. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like of course, that's every day. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and she's always amazed at how like she was like, how does this not bother you? I'm like, it bothers me, but you gotta understand, this is for you, this is new. You know, right. you're like, you know, you're now that you have a biracial daughter, you're like, oh, I'm just noticing these things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been living in this world since I, you know, from from birth. So right. it doesn't yeah. phase me. It doesn't phase my parents. I'm like, we've lived through this. So just that resilience and like, like you said, like you can't. You can't hurt us. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't hurt us. You know? Right. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. What about awesome. you guys? You guys got to answer that one, too? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if we answer that, we be here all day. All yeah. night. Yeah. Right. We've yeah. been talking yeah. all night. All right. So, what, what I want to do now is I want to I wanna transition into our dope quote. Dope and quote. our dope quote is often the premise of the episode, right? It, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a theme or a thematic that you hear woven in to the conversation that we've already had and will be having. And so I don't want to waste any time. Typically, they are by black folks. Okay. This one is not. One of the rare times where it's not. Life is a comedy to those who think, a tragedy to those who feel. By Jean-Baptiste Racine. I want to read it one more time and then get your thoughts. Life is a comedy to those who think, a tragedy to those who feel. Kirsten, I'll start with you. What do you think when you hear that? 
I think that there are whole neighborhoods between tragedy and comedy Mm -hmm. that the quote maybe does not acknowledge. And that is where life happens in the in-between. Right. Please live in the space in between. Because that's where the magic is. Absolutely. Yeah, so that, like those that. are my first thoughts that come to mind when I hear that. Cool. Chris, what about yeah. you? Yeah. Man, I, this, this, this might get real heady. That, I, that made me think about just kind of the different levels of humanity, mm-hmm. you know, just at our, at our lowest level or, our, you know, our more animalistic level, the more feeling level. Um, you know, that, you know, feelings take over and now you're very reactionary. Uh, and then as we elevate as humans, uh, you know, with our intellect and our mind and our reasoning, and then you start looking at things, you can separate yourself from, from feeling. You know, right. not, you know, not separate, but you can look, look at your feelings um, very uh, objectively. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of see the cosmic joke, right. you know, and things like there are things that, uh, like especially as, as being a comedian where initially I may see something on Instagram, you know, which initially just like makes me angry because I'm like, ah. And then when I take a minute, step back <laughs> mentally and look at it, I'm like, hmm. that is absolutely ridiculous. You know what I mean? You yeah. can see it for, you know, the ridiculousness of the situation of life in general. Yeah. That people even care about that, you know? Um, so that, yeah, that's what that, that's what it made me think about. All right. So l- let's, let's jump in a little bit. Great. First yeah. question I want to ask is, I think we all, Art and I and everyone listen, think we know what improv is, right? It may or may not be right. What is improv? Improvisation. Said it right twice. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Educate school. Right. Yeah. I always like to say true improv is jumping into a slice of life and living that moment in front of an audience and creating it, living it right there in the moment, being inspired by actively listening and truthfully responding. Right. Yeah. 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 We get on stage with nothing. Yeah. You know, right. we, we don't have any prepared material. All we have is ourselves. Um, so we'll take a suggestion and really, you know, try to play that suggestion as a character or as a scene, whatever it is, mm-hmm. as real as possible. Um, and, the, and the realness being that reality, not necessarily the reality we know the suggestion of banana boat to mean. Right. But we're creating a reality. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I always I always like to think of improv as um you're playing a real character in a ridiculous mm-hmm. setting or situation. Um or you're playing a ridiculous character in a real situation right um th- that's how i always like that i always like to think about it what is hmm. if you could get, so i think we all know um whose line is it anyway mm-hmm. that's yeah. improv correct yeah yes okay so outside of whose line is it are there any other good examples that our listeners may be able to look at or recognize to truly get a good example of what improv is. Or could you show us what? Yeah. That would be cool. I, well, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you a great example, and people often don't think about this. Uh, have you ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? Mm. Have you ever watched that show on HBO? That's what the Larry do, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Larry, 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 yeah. uh, Larry David. I almost said Larry Sanders. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah. <laughs> oh, Larry King. Okay. What I know is J.B. Smooth is in there. Yes. The brother. Yeah. And Wa- didn't Wanda Sykes in there too? Uh, yeah. She, she made yeah. some appearances. Yeah. Right. yeah. Black people. So <laughs> that show is improvised. So whereas they There's have... no script to that? They have, a, they have an outline. Mm-hmm. Oh. And basically the outline will say, you know, Larry and Wanda are going to, you know, sit in this diner and they're going to talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's all, it. And that's all they give them. Oh, holy shit. shit. I, I never know, knew that. that. Yeah. It's like a it, springboard into the situation. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that show is mm-hmm. improvised. And so they'll, they'll have, you know, they'll just go and they'll tell them... Um, you know, at some point, you know, Wanda's going to get angry at Larry. And, that, right. and, that, and so they'll just continue improvising until they find a reason for her to get angry with him. And so, and so yeah, it's just, and that's where the comedy comes out of it. Because it's yeah. just, they're playing a real situation. But in the moment, they're, <laughs> they're agreeing with each other. And they, they might say something ridiculous. And that ridiculous thing will be 
what you know Wanda gets upset about, and now Larry has these moments of and and and, so, and when you're watching for it, you can see genuine moments where he's really like, "What? What? What?" You know, because he got caught off guard, but now he has to continue playing it. So I'm, that's, I'm going to look at that with like I never brand new eyes. Yep. I, I, I didn't know. That's I feel like art idea. Is it possible to like do a little bit of that? Sure. You yeah. two, not us two. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Like, oh, hell no. It'll be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should it be terrible? All I'm going to say is greens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, Look, cornbread. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can go, yeah. yeah, we could do like a single word or if you want to get a uh, a specific setting, if you, you know, that's right, something so that we have to do. How about this? How about, just for shits and giggles, each of us go back. You got two things to say. I got two things to say to set the setting that they're in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you started, brother. And I, you, whatever you say, I'm going to add to it. Well, then we do that back okay. and forth. Which is a concept called guess ending. You're yeah. accepting each other's offers and adding to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. like you already learned so. <laughs> yeah. Police car. Okay. Stolen. Stolen police car. Okay. Excuse me, Mr. Hold Chris. on, hold on. He, nope. he's gonna add, we're going to add a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Asian bit more. female. Asian female. Who just broke up with her African lover. Okay. Excuse me, Mr. Chris. So glad I caught you at home today. Are you here by yourself or is your wife at home with you? God, my, my wife, she's she's not here. She's uh she's uh she's she's you know, I have not seen her since since she 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 came back with this taser. Oh, the one right there on the table. Yes, yes. I she she goes shopping. Uh she must have gotten at the the Kroger. Interesting, yes. Mr. Chris. So if your wife's not home and she always has the taser, what's the taser doing here? You know, you ask a very good question there. Yes, I do. I'm good at my job. Been a detective for 10 years, Mr. Chris. Ah, really? Really? Oh, yes. 10 years. And what did you do before that? I will ask the questions here. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just a very inquisitive person ever since I'd moved here to Lawrenceville. Oh, inquisitive. I often name that nervous. No. Would you care for some cardamom tea? I would not. Thank you. No, it's very delicious. If you oh, put a little really? honey in it, yes. Please, have some. I brought this all the way from my home country of Benin. Interesting. Yes, you can leave it there on the table. I try not to ingest the liquids until after questioning. Oh, please. It's it's a culture. It's a common courtesy to offer drinks to a guest in a home. Can I get you a, a, a seat, a pillow? Would you like to uh, lay down on the futon? I would, but I did notice some blood spatter on the futon. Ah, yes, that. I uh I slaughtered I slaughtered a guinea Your worm. Wife. Oh. Oh. Well, the, well yes, the guinea worm I'm sorry. Did, did have a husband. It it was in a monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. But but you mm -hmm. know, uh, where I come from, yes. we don't really recognize intermarriage of worms. Do you recognize plausible deniability? Hmm, plausible. It sounds very implausible where I come from. It sounds like you're trying to think of a lie. You look up and to the left when you pause there. You are hemming and hawing, Mr. Chris. Hemming and hawing. That, you know what? There is a, there's a story my auntie used to tell me about the hem and the haw. Is it as good as the story you're telling me right now? <laughs> Absolutely. Please, have a seat. Would you care for a sugar cube in your cardamante? And see. <laughs> Just, just uh, you know, yes, anding is a big um, right. uh, concept of improv, mm -hmm. and just taking each little piece and adding to it. So we, you know, she started with, uh, you know, she was a. I, as all I knew was, okay, she seemed to be a police officer. She's questioning me, um, and so, and I just took the suggestion of the African lover, and I was like, that's where I'm gonna go with. And, and I was envisioning his wife was an Asian woman. Yeah, that yeah, right. I, so that I had <laughs> used, I was using the suggestion internally for something to be an additional springboard so that even though I may not have said, is your Asian wife at home, yeah. right. knowing that suggestion was out there, I was folding that into my mental yes ending so that I, I was speaking from some source of that reality's truth. I'm glad we got to do that. was really damn... I want to go check it out now, for real. I do, too. Yes. Yeah. But it makes me think, so... It's funny, it got me smiling. I'm like, oh, what... <laughs> 
Because you don't know what the fuck's about to happen. Right, like, it's yeah. like, right. There's no script to it. I can feel it. my anticipation. Like, what is going on? Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I was, like, when she said end scene one, I was like, shit, I want to keep going. I want to see, what, yeah, I want to see if, if the wife, did he kill the wife? Or? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think of, like, improv is getting back to playing like when you were a kid. Yeah. Like, right. you, you guys mm-hmm. both have children. When, like, my daughter right now, she's about to turn three. And, like, their imaginations... Yeah. When they start playing, if you just go along with them, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, you my, like, can go all over the place. Exactly, yeah. you have no idea where they're gonna go. For a very long time. <laughs> yeah, and so and so that that's like improv. Just go with it. Like you know, my daughter has she'll bring all kinds of stuff, and she's like, I'm, she has her little play kitchen, and she's like, I'm gonna make you breakfast, and she just piles <laughs> all kinds of stuff in there. There's like the TV remote and like a stuffed animal, and she's like, that's your breakfast, and I'm like, what is it? And she's like, there's pancakes and there's <laughs> eggs. And then there's cantaloupe. And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, I can't go. That's a TV remote. I just right. go with it. Yeah. Ooh, that, that's some. And I'll pick up the remote. Ooh, that's some good cantaloupe. Those are the eggs. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. You know, and you just go with it. And mm-hmm. so it's, a, it's the same thing. It's getting back to that sense yeah. of play yeah. and just, you know, whatever ridiculous thing is said, that's real. Let's let's make that, that real. really, really cool. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a, a improv skill that teaches a life lesson of acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. We're just accepting each other's offers. Also, we are confident enough to hang on to and accept our own original offer, oh, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't give up on the fact that I was going in initially thinking, I'm the detective. I know this man has killed his wife. I, did, I didn't change my game plan. Mm-hmm. I used my game plan right. and respected my own choice, respected my partner's choice and him as my partner. Yeah, And it's like, we we stop accepting ourselves and each other as we grow older. We forget how to play and we just become these like, I've got to do this type of adults and we just right. lose our, our sense of fun. Yeah, that is that's so cool how you all that's that is really a skill. Yeah. It really is. You're not just getting I up there. I couldn't do that. No. Like yeah, I couldn't do that. You, you gotta train you your mind you to could. do that. You can but, so it makes me I I wanna You wanna try? Hell no. Hell no. Why he be editing this shit for two weeks? Yeah. But what I do want to know is, tell me about the all-black troupe that does this. Tell me about Dark Side of the Room. How, what is it? How did it come to be? Oh, man. Okay. So, improv, I mean, like a lot of, Entertainment still very you know white male dominated is changing, right. but um, years before we started, each of us kind of had our experience where we were or we felt like we were the lone black <laughs> performer at different improv theaters. Um, you know, I was at Whole World. John and Ricky were at uh, Dad's Garage. Mark was at Villa. You know, like we were all yeah, kind we were of all over. all over the place. Um, so we kind of had that experience of like, man, I'm like the only black face here or, you know, one of the few. And so our artistic director, Kevin, um, I almost say Kevin Gillespie, <laughs> Kevin <Are> Gillespie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he became our artistic director, his goal for dad's garage was to, uh, make it more diverse. Cause it was just very, just w- white male. Right. I think Amber Nash was the only woman there. <laughs> um, so he brought in more women, more performers of color. And so once we all got there, we were we were like, oh, we looked around, yeah, and saw each other. This is the first time, like, there, there's I'm not the only one here, you know. Um, and so feels a lot like corporate America. Yeah, <laughs> right. yes. yeah, yeah. So and so we were all performing, and and we were like, guys, we we should do something, like, but we were trying to figure out what, you know. Um, and so I had gone out to Los Angeles and seen a group out there, um, uh, and they have they have a show called The Black Version. And it's um gosh it's it's Phil Lamar um uh I'm trying to remember all their names now Gary Anthony Williams um uh the guy who was on Reno nine one one Cedric Yarborough like all these black co- comedians improvisers actors which you've seen on various things right and and they they were doing an improv show that was that was movie based and what they were doing was they were. They were they take a movie and they would just do the black version of that movie. So they would take The Godfather and they would basically redo The Godfather, but they would just make all the characters black. Hmm. And I was like, that is really cool. So I came back and I told everybody, I'm like, I saw this show, like they're doing, I'm like, 
I don't want to do what they're doing. <laughs> I'm like, but I was like, what can I was like? I want to do something like that, you know, a, a, something we can so uh, put together. So we just started workshopping different different ideas. Um, and what we came to was um, our current format now is uh, where we get a classic movie. Mm-hmm. And then what we do is we improvise the deleted scenes of the black characters from those movies. <laughs> you know, so like you never saw these characters in any of the movies. Um, they're on the cutting room floor. But you know the movie. Yeah, but you know the movie. And it's usually full of white people. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so you can play in that world. Like, you know, you will get like, it's a wonderful life. You know, and there's like, there's no black people in that movie. So we're like, so now you get to imagine if there were black people in this movie, what were their scenes? You know what I mean? And so, yeah, we get to play with that. Um, and then in, while referencing the movie. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like the summarized version of how, how we started. So just off of that premise, mm. I would love to see a white troupe do the same thing with, like, Boys in the Hood. Mm. I think that yeah. would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's that fish out of water. Yeah. But it, it's fun just to be able to... Men's to society. Yeah. The cheeseburger <laughs> yeah. scene. What was they the white dude? They have to see doing? those movies. That, well, that's they what I was about to, to say. Exactly. They have to see those right. movies. Like, right. we know those movies. Correct. <laughs> right. They don't we live in their context. world. They don't necessarily live in ours. Exactly. Been, yeah. 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 And that's kind of a sauce that we can and sometimes apply to mm-hmm. our, what we do as well. Right. Yeah. I have not seen What a Wonderful Life, yeah. honestly. I know it's a very classic, popular movie that a lot of people have seen. But, like, I've not seen it. And sometimes... I haven't seen it either. Excellent. We bond in. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we got the Vicksburg thing. Right. <laughs> Shout out to the Sip. Yes. That's it, Vicksburg. Come yeah, on. Berg, the mission. Yeah, I see you at the bottom of the mission. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You guys are like, what? Yeah, like, I've been to Vicksburg. (laughs) We we, we got this over here. Y'all don't worry about it. But it's like, even during our shows, when we're doing classic code for classically white movies, Mm -hmm. we can drop our perspective as black people into that movie as Mm -hmm. well, because we are doing the deleted scenes of what the black people were doing during that movie. Mm-hmm. And we are also making sure our audience is getting a little sprinkle of wokeness so that we can drop in some of that. They right. can laugh because it's going to be funny because we're yeah. good at what we do. Right. And then they will think about what they're laughing at. Mm-hmm. And they like, can oh, take, shit, was that yes. funny? Should I have been laughing at yeah. that? <laughs> and yeah. why am I laughing? And then yeah. take that conversation out of the theater and huh. continue that and hopefully cause perpetual and positive movement for the cause. Yeah, yep. So along along the same lines, as, as you're doing that, have you ever been in a position where either other performers or the audience didn't get it? Or it, when they did get it, it bothered them? Have you, have you ever found yourself in a situation that's race-based behind this. No, it's it's pretty... Everybody seems to get it. Like, even we've gone to, done, to festivals in, like, Canada. Yeah. You right. know? Like, and, Rhode and, Island. Yeah, Rhode Island, <laughs> where it's just, like, that, all white people. That is very white. Very yeah. white. And, we, you know... The our, ocean's not even blue up there. Uh, yeah. And, and it's so white and nice up there. They cross the street with little orange flags. Yeah. You pick one up at one side of the street. What? The traffic will stop. Yeah. And you cross with your flag. It's the cutest it's, thing. And I was it's, like, it's Atlanta would run you over. Exactly. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Right. It's adorable. Like, fuck that flag. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a target. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but try to get out. <laughs> But it's funny because, like, every everybody seems to get it. Like I said, like, our culture is kind of exported around the world. Right. So even, like, when we've gone, gone to Canada, like, we'll, you know, we'll make references that we're like, maybe they're not going to get that. And they completely get it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they but, got Drake, too, now. He's helping them. <laughs> well, yeah. But, it, yeah. He put the whole culture on his back. He, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but the fun thing is, like, we can also play with stereotypes yeah. that everybody knows. Right. You know what I mean? And it's it's one of those things where everybody knows them. And you could tell by the amount of laughter how many people like, you know this stereotype. That's why you're laughing about it. <laughs> you know, wait like, for permission for the neighbor to laugh before they laugh too loud. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So so you can you can tell, like, there's that that release in the audience where they're like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I've heard that stereotype. They're making fun of it. So that kind of gives them the permission to, to laugh, laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can we can play with some of those. But at the same time, it makes them like, oh, wait, <laughs> that's a stereotype. You know, like, you know, like, that, that's yeah. not true. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like our, the juxtaposition of comedy and... That's a big, that's a big word. And yeah, yeah. wokeness. It, what, juxtaposition? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> so 
So like that juxtaposition between comedy and social or racial awareness right. is nice for us to be able to combine because not only can we encourage them to take that conversation out of there, mm-hmm. but it kind of makes it so that our comedy and what we do makes racism feel a little bit like an inflated balloon. Like each right. time they have that release of mm-hmm. laughing at something that's wrapped in wokeness, a little bit of that uncomfortable, hard-to-talk-about air comes out. Right. And that's got to come out for us to put good conversation air back in. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. you've got yeah. that balance as if, well. So I want to ask a question on that, right? So yeah. when you talk about the juxtaposition, I love saying that. <laughs> when you talk about that, um, what, it, what it makes me think about is the fact that stand-up comedy is... Life inspired, right? Mm-hmm. But improv is like actual life, mm-hmm. like in my yeah. opinion, because you are you're not rehearsing, it's you're live. not right, right. And, yeah. and the only thing you have to base your next step, action, or speech on, yeah. is your life, your yeah. experiences. Yeah. So when you talk about that, what do you think the role for social awareness, wokeness, is inside of improv? He's not always actively trying to like throw in a lesson like he's mm-hmm. not necessarily gonna force it in there if it doesn't feel appropriate for right. the moment i am i think one of our members who does have a goal and a trajectory of wokeness for whatever movie we are showing the deleted scenes with mm-hmm. so i and again i'm gonna sound a little bit like a nerd um, <laughs> we, like, we like nerds it's all good i we i like nerd. to, nerds are dope <laughs> even though it's Im- improvised I I like to see the trajectory of where it could go and all the different paths and what I might like. And so I spread a net mentally at the top of whatever we're doing so Mm -hmm. that I can lay in some facts for life or stories or lessons, morals. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of it is we don't have to think too hard about throwing in the wokeness because we are always black yeah all of the time (laughs) whether on stage or not so again that life experience just bleeds through without effort which Mm -hmm. often makes that wokeness pill go down easier and get in there easier so one you just mentioned it it's come up several times that that improv is really real life right it's Mm -hmm. you are managing through a series of unplanned moments, comments, and events, Mm -hmm. which parallels the life we walk through every single day. Absolutely. So two questions I want to pull from that. The first is this. What lessons from improv do you all think the Black community could learn and benefit from to have an immediate positive impact? I I think, just because I see it happen, not necessarily at our shows, because like Chris mentioned or I think maybe he hinted at, or maybe I just know (laughs) and heard when he said something else. We perform for all different color audiences, whether we're traveling abroad and are just in a community that looks differently than us, or even if we're just at dad's, because again, the dad's community was birthed from a white male beginning. Mm -hmm. And so our today audience is... And that's dad's garage, right? Yes, dad's garage. It's a very vast community. It's not particularly black. Mm -hmm. So even when we do have a show at Dad's, which our next one is August 23rd, please come out and see it. Yes. Now, is that a dad show or a dark side of comedy show? dark side of the room show. Damn, I keep fucking it up. Dark side of the room show. It's okay. Uh, It is a dark side of the room show. It is our annual show where it's our biggest one out of the year. Last Uh year, we tried to do monthly shows. This year, we're traveling more. So we cut back a little bit so that we could travel more. Also, going to Portland, Oregon the (laughs) second weekend in August. Yes. Yes, nice. Portland. But Dad's August 23rd, right? Yes, it's a Friday. I'm saying because this episode will probably come out right before then because oh, we're, we're, we're in the middle of our season. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, Friday, August 23rd and, and I was at Dad's ask, I will be there. Yeah. I, I, think I know I, I, want, I want to go too. Right. Yeah, I jumped o'clock. in the middle of the, of the, of the question. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's okay. That's, that's great. okay because um, like those audiences are not particularly all black. Mm-hmm. So I think something that... It's going to be a little black on the 23rd. Yes, it right? will. Yeah. It's mostly black on the, on the 23rd or okay. more than normally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, come on out. But I think something the pigmented community can take from shows like this or just experiences right. in comedy, in the community of comedy, is to go sit in audiences that don't look the same as you. Mm-hmm. Don't just feel comfortable at the black comedy club. Like, right. go out and sit in the room with people who look differently than you and encourage those who look differently than you to do the same. Right. So that 
we are not living separate segmented existences where mm -hmm. we still keep our struggles to ourselves. Right. Because again, the work happens in the conversation and in comedy, the mm -hmm. conversation is in the room where the laughter is happening. Mm -hmm. So you got to get in the room where it's happening. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. So Chris, I'll ask you the second mm. question. Okay. And it's basically, so from everything that, that happens on a daily basis mm -hmm. to us as black folks, mm -hmm. And I know this this may be slightly different because improv is such a reactionary thing. Mm -hmm. But if you were to be able to predict and plan, I want to take these real-life, everyday, black experience things that happen mm -hmm. and put them into my show today mm. for a primarily white audience. Okay. Right? What, what would those lessons or messages be? What would you pull from our culture and present to them via your improv performance? Chris touched on something in his response where you wish you answered the first one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. Like, I know we, we've probably done it in shows before, but I, I can't think of it specifically. But just that, that feeling of being, like, black in all white spaces. Um, oh, yeah. when we're looking at the white scene, feels yeah, like that. Yeah, yes. like, just being, but, you know, and, and everybody just thinks, like, oh, he's cool. You know, but like inside, we're like, I'm the only black person here. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're always yeah. All the thinking. time, though. Like, yeah. that's not an abnormal type thing. Yeah. But it's like, we, all we in that space time. all the time. And it still ain't no more yeah. comfortable than it was five and ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, that's right. something that, like, I'm like, I, w I wish I could convey that because it's, it's, yeah, because it's one of those things that I don't think. And I always use my my own family as like an example, where it's like my my in laws are all you know white and everything. So I'm like, I go up there, you know, Canton, Georgia, at Christmas time, mm -hmm. and I'm like in this space, <laughs> and and I'm just like, all right, whatever. But then I'm Muslim, so like I go to like an all black masjid, mm -hmm. and every now and then I ask my wife, I'm like, hey, you want to come? And she's like. Am I gonna be the only white person there? And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's your concern. But when I'm sitting up in Canton, Georgia, you think everything's great, you know? Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm just sitting. I'm thinking about your family gatherings, like with the white side of the family, black Muslim here. Boy, I, I bet sometimes like, what is going on at this <laughs> here. table? Yeah. It is. It is. But that's what we do. Yeah. Right. Look, just, that's how we do that. Yeah. We just like, all right, keep your head down. And, you know, it just, just, just like, all right, you know, what, what have you, you know? <laughs> and it's so funny because my, my uh, mother in law, her husband is Jewish. Mm -hmm. And, oh, it, and, and so, yeah, everything <laughs> goes yeah. on. Boy, so, you got a, yeah, you got a hell of a dynamic. For yeah, Christmas. everything is so, going on. <laughs> he's so funny because he was like, it was like, because he used to have to go up there all the time to Kent, Georgia. Right. It's like very Republican, conservative, <laughs> Southern family. Right. And like, and then when me and my wife, when we started dating, and she used to bring me up there, he was like, oh, thank God. I knew like, was. <laughs> you know, he was like, so much. but I was like, no, but you can kind of blend. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, you Jewish. Yeah. Like, you, you got a little, you got an end. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm you like, Jewish, you don't have a horn. Yeah. He's like, listen, like, just, we here for each other. Just come on. Yeah, now. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So, just like, but they're, they're great. They're, you know. Right. I, I'm just like, wow. Family's a family. There, I mean, it's family, it's man. Good. You got to come at it from a sense of wonder. Just like, okay, why Why do you think that? Okay. Such a good approach. Yeah. A sense of wonder. I got. That's all I can do. I just got to come at it from a sense of wonder. I'm like, oh, Trump bumper sticker. Interesting. <laughs> I, 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 I think my go-to be every time I felt uncomfortable. Have you all seen Get Out? Have you seen the movie Get Out? Look, yeah. Honey, honey, put, oh, put on Get Out. Let's play that. Right. Alexa, play Get Out. Right. Oh, my gosh. That movie... Was in the bail. <laughs> that movie was so great because it was. I, I took my wife to see that movie, and she was just like, she was like, that movie was great. But she's like, I felt like the black people in the audience, you guys were enjoying it on a completely different level. That I was like, oh, we were. I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you, you. It's almost like the Matrix. You didn't yeah. even see. Huh? The, right, the, the code, code yeah. that was going on. <laughs> we we yeah. watched the same movie, but that was two different movies. Yeah, yeah. that was. Oh, that, that movie was, was fucking terrifying. That, oh my gosh! Like <laughs> from the, that was a horror. That was a straight horror movie. I was like, like from the jump, from the yeah, jump, dude. from the like. And then the ending was. Oh, I was like, oh shit! This is, man, oh. Mm, I watched this shit tonight. 
my God. And I feel like it's an exaggeration of those very moments we yeah. just talked about being the only black person Absolutely. in a situation. And yeah. you're like, are these cool white people I'm surrounded by? Right. Yeah. Or are they all working against That's me? Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the point answer is me. both. Right. Sometimes. You never know. And you sometimes never know. Yeah. And then you play in a role. Like, yes. you're trying to navigate you're trying through. To navigate. Yeah. Hey, these are cool white people and the not so yes. cool white people. You're trying to walk out and alive. They, yeah. They and, right and, here and with you me. don't feel good till, in your, till you're in your car driving home. Right. Yep. That's when you're like, oh, shit, nigga made it. Nigga made it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. damn bales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that, well, yeah, this that has been an amazing episode. Absolutely. I, I, it's so good just to have some fun sometimes. Because we go into some heavy topics at times, mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've talked porn and all type of stuff. That was yeah. a fun one, too. This was a lot of fun. Right on. I right thank on. you all so much for Absolutely. coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Porn. Yeah. What, we, what we always do. <laughs> <laughs> what we always do at the end is we just give our guests just a few moments to say whatever it is that's on your heart, to share with our listeners, and then we'll close out. All right. Yeah. Ladies uh, first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. I say, yes. plug our shows. I've got the plugs, so and please we, come we're out. We're definitely going to ask about that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. we have um, our next show at Dad's Garage on Friday, August 23rd at 8 o'clock. You can get tickets uh, at the Dad's Garage website. You can buy them at the door also. It's our biggest show of the year, so please come out and enjoy. We sell tickets and t-shirts there because, yes, our merch game is strong. Um, <laughs> and you... we will be there. That's the promise. Yep. Great. August 23rd. Yes, August 23rd. Be there. You can find us at Dark Side Comedy on Instagram. You can find us Dark Side of the Room on Facebook. And Twitter is at Darkside ATL. Please find us on all of those platforms. We would love for you to become a Dark Sider. Get yeah. in here. Um, yeah, and it's just been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. It's all good. And, and real quick, uh, listeners will have all their content information great. inside the episode description. Brother Chris. Yeah. Um, no, they, Lady K got it, man. She's <laughs> she's she's like our or she's the most organized of us all. Like, she hits us like, guys, don't forget to plug the dates. Don't forget to plug the merchandise. She's like, yeah. So she, she the hit it. The lady of the dark side. Yeah. She's, she's got it, man. She's got it. She keeps us all straight. Um, no, that's it. Yeah, come out to the show. Uh, it'll be fun. And yeah, just, I mean, come out and play with us. We're going to yeah. be goofy. We're going to be silly. Um, we yeah, look forward should... to seeing everyone in Portland, Oregon. Yes. Myself, Chris, and Andre will be up there the second weekend in August. Yep, for the Bridgetown the Comedy Festival. Stump Town Comedy Festival. Yes. Yep. Funny thing about Portland, hmm. after, I don't, it was one of our early listeners. I won't put his name out there, but he is from Portland. And he would hit us on Twitter all the time about thank you for injecting this little bit of blackness for me. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to make sure to tag him. Oh, yes. when we drop this episode, make sure he comes out to the show too. Oh Great. yeah, I know Portland. My brother, my one of my younger brothers, did his medical residency out in Portland, Portland Oregon. And so place. when I went out Very to visit, different. I was like, I was like, oh, it's just you out here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I remember, and I remember seeing like we'd be out wow. and see like the one other black person. He'd be like, oh, what's up, fam? You know. <laughs> so yeah, man. So I, I feel you in Portland, man. We'll be yes. out there. Oh, so yeah, looking forward to it. And thanks to Show ATL, our mutual friend who Absolutely. connected us. Absolutely. We did that podcast previously, and that, that was also how a we good got time. together. Yeah. That's, That's how we got together. Show so. ATL, go Show check ATL. them out. Thanks so much. Go check them out. All right, you got anything, brother? Hey, another dope episode. That's a true story. Appreciate true it. story. Hey. Yeah. Um, Wild Black, we love you. Peace. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.